Welcome to the Poetic Resurrection Podcast, where we explore perceptions. How self-reflecting questions can give you a better understanding of self. I'm your host, Sonia Iris Lozada. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Today we have Evelyn Eckerd from Bravo Leadership International. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you for having me back on your podcast. So this is, uh, it's exciting and an honor. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, perfect. Last time you were on the show, you talked about mentoring and coaching, but we didn't go over your journey. And mm-hmm. since this season is Awakening Dreams, is what caused us to get on our journey? So how did you get started even thinking of doing coaching or uh, mentoring? Great question. When I was, I worked for a corporation for 26 years. And in that corporation, there was a lot of avenues. I, I started as an operational manager and there was a lot of opportunities, but the one that just kept tugging at me was becoming a trainer. And I love the idea of becoming a trainer and just developing people. There was just a sense of satisfaction there. And then as I went into the training department, it was a fantastic training the corporation had before. So they trained me how to, how to be an effective facilitator, how to coach, how to develop the new hires. So that's always been my love. And I've been doing it for forever, (laughs) right? I've been doing it forever. And, you know, starting my own company was never really my dream. It wasn't like something like, I'm going to start my own company. (laughs) I needed to get a big kick in the butt and get kicked out of the corporation, meaning being laid off. (laughs) Yeah. Before that, things were rough for the two years prior to that. But it wasn't until that time where, where I then started seeing that there was other possibilities than just going back and finding another job, you know? So that's how I actually started to just look at what I love to do and my expertise and put it together so that I can create training and develop others as a result of that. Was there any program that you took that finally said, I'm doing this? For starting my own business or for? For just like, when you left corporate America mm, and mm-hmm. you decided to do your business, was there right. anything that said to you, I could do this? Yeah. Well, you know, in 2016, I joined the John Maxwell team and I just wanted to make sure that everything that I was trained on was actually transferable into, you know, <laughs> anything outside the company. I don't know if it was like the training was just specialized for that corporation. I just didn't know. I've been there 26 years. And so when I joined the John Maxwell team, they developed uh, you as a trainer, as a speaker, and as a coach. And I was just so happy to see that all the training I had, they did some of that. And I was just advanced, right? So it's, it's not really comparing in the sense, but it was just to see was the skills I have transferable, right? And so I was happy to say that, yes, they were. 
And then John Maxwell team did was a business building. So they wanted people to kind of lean in and do their own training and coaching for John Maxwell. But they had this whole program on how to start your own business. And I think there is where, you know, a little light bulb came on. I'm like, huh, maybe I could do that. <laughs> and, I, and that's where I got the idea to do that, to be an entrepreneur, to go out and start my own business. Has it been like a great connection and meeting of people for work? And how has that worked out for you in terms of your own business? I mean, that's basically yeah. in terms of your own business. I was so green and just needed to learn everything. Like I didn't really know a lot of entrepreneurs, very few people I did know. So how has this affected you and how has it helped you really develop your business? You know, initially when I started, I really didn't have a lot of examples of what a successful entrepreneur does. Like everyone I knew with the exception of like two people worked for corporations. Mm-hmm. And the two people who were entrepreneurs weren't successful. <laughs> you know, they were, <laughs> they were That's just, funny. <laughs> it, well, I mean, they were, and they were like, they had a program and they had contracts, but they were having trouble scaling the business. I guess that's what I would say. And so I was green. I really didn't have an idea of what this path would be like. And so I did things that were mistakes. I got my LLC because I thought, ooh, I get my LLC. I'm like official. And then my tax guy says, <laughs> he said, you know what? Um, you're not even making money. Why the heck did you do an LLC? Like, you know, the state. I know you didn't even ask me. <laughs> no, I asked no one. I just thought that's what you do. <laughs> so I paid $800 of time in, uh, I think it was October 2016. And I didn't know that, you know, it's a calendar year. So come January, I had to pay another $800 to the state of California, and I wasn't even making a dime. So there was quite a few financial mistakes like that I did early on. And I learned. (laughs) So I learned to reach out and start asking people. So like my tax guy, before I make a move, I kind of ask him, like, what what are the ramifications if I do X, Y, Z? So, and then I also learned that because I'm so green and I don't know what I don't know, I did need to join different masterminds and I realized how important networking is to, you know, your company. And um, hopefully I answered your question, but that's basically how just really learning as you go, like just stepping into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just doing it. I called myself that I stepped into it and then, you know, you have to pivot and learn and make mistakes and just continue marching along. Perfect. In the last interview we had together, mm-hmm. you talked about mentoring and coaching. For those people that need to know about mentoring and coaching, uh, check out our previous episode. But how has that now changed with the great resignation and people doing more mm-hmm. remote work? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and that's two things, right? So the great resignation is people wanting a better work environment, right? They know that they could get another job. There's no fear 
of like hopping and getting another job. And so that just meant people are getting more brave. And those are things that I train, right? So it's like having the courage to get to get to your goals. Like, what does that take? And so, so I think the great resignation has really caused companies to look and say, you know, we need to invest a little bit more on, on people. Not only do they want more money, but they want to be developed. They want to learn things. They want to, they want the work to matter, right? Like part of their passion. And now that everything went remote, you know, I've been remote most of the, the time. I, I'll come in when, when we have a big training and if the company wants me to come in, I'll do that. But most of my work is remote. What I see that changed during the pandemic is that people now turn on their cameras. <laughs> Before, oh, be- they didn't turn on their cameras, right? I They're did like- not know that. Okay. Because <laughs> everybody I- that I interview, I got their camera. You know, they got their camera on. Right. And before the pandemic, I would like, hey, try the camera. Let's see each other. And they would feel more comfortable not. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's one of the things that I see in the remote world. And, you know, part of that, too, because I I have a leadership company that focuses on communication. It's even more critical to reach out and do more things together that isn't work-related, just to bring in the fun to engage people as a community. And that is really critical. That is something that people have, I feel, people need to be creative about different ways to use Zoom, not just like happy hour or whatever, but just different ways to use a remote platform. My friend uses Topia, which is really if you don't know it, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's like a game. It is. It's a game and you greet people and welcome them and you, you can walk to all these, you know, breakout groups. And, and as you walk closer, you know, the cameras turn on and you can see who's in that group. And it's just, it's fun. It's fun. And I, more of that, like gamification and and stuff, I feel it's critical to engage people and make it fun. So how has that changed when it comes to mentoring and coaching? For mentoring and coaching, obviously, in person is ideal, right? Because you get the vibe, you get, you know, you can see the entire body language. And and that to me is important. Mentoring, it needs to be intentional. So mentoring, remember the difference is mentoring, you're advanced and you're training someone to fast track through. So you're, you're building their skills and their knowledge so they can get the job done. Coaching is that person knows what they're doing. They just need some coaching in order to get to break barriers and to get to the other side of it. Mentoring, both mentoring and coaching need to be intentional. Like you need to schedule it. And that's the thing that people just wait for reviews. You know, certain companies, they do a a six month or 12 month review. And that's when they really sit down to talk about these things that are critical. I say once a month is minimal to have a mentoring coaching session. Mentoring includes coaching and coaching is just saying like, for instance, a sales person is not hitting their numbers and you want to coach them. And so you want to get underneath the hood, like what is 
What is preventing them from hitting it? What, what is their thinking? And you're really asking questions and then they're responding and thinking through their own solution. And I used to, the to grow model, T-R-O, uh, T, I can't spell it, T-G-R-O-W, <laughs> to grow. And that just means like you pick a topic, you, G is for goals, what goal do they want, right? R is the reality, what's happening now. O is all the options, you know, this is when they just throw out all the options and W is really wrapping up and following up. And so it's intentionality. I think that we have to must, 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 must make sure we're doing that once, at least once a month for the engagement for folks working anywhere that could work remotely, definitely, but in the office for sure as well. Yeah, because I don't think any company I've ever worked for did any of that. And a lot of companies outsource their HR. And so Mm -hmm. you never see those people unless there's a problem. Right, right. And this, what if your boss came every month and just really poured into you all the things that you're doing well and thanked you and then, hey, here's maybe some areas where you could improve and and, and it wasn't just your job and your task, but just a, you know, a development session. And you know who does that most often? And I come from a sales management background is salespeople because they have, you know, they have those financial goals they want to hit, they need to hit, and they do a better job coaching, mentoring for their team to get to their goals. But when you go outside of that, and just in an operations and any other team, it just falls short. Yeah, it really does. Because you I, don't know. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just said that connection is critical. You're actually connecting with your employees. You know, once you do that, they increase productivity. The, the retention increases. As a result, there's more time. <laughs> and, you know, hopefully the outcome is more revenue as a result because you could take on more business. But those are things that companies really need to look at because you can streamline and develop people around you and the results are, can be measured, can be measured. Yeah, because I mean, then you feel like you're also part of the company instead right. of wondering, okay, I'm going to hear from them if I'm doing something bad. <laughs> if I screwed Always, up, yeah, that's usually yeah. the, the time you hear from them. It's so true. It's so true. So what would you do? I'm going to give you an example. What would you tell an employee who is actually thinking of doing the resignation and they came to you for advice and let's say they're not really happy in their work and they're looking for something else. That would be mm-hmm. more mentoring than coaching, correct? I would coach them. And the reason being is that unless they are wanting to get better at their job, if they want to get better at their job and they want a leadership walk, I could help them in that journey. So it's going to be mentoring and coaching, right? To develop their skills in the actual position. Someone who wants to leave, there's a pain point. What is that pain point? Why do they want to leave? It's normally a person, their boss is doing this. It's another coworker is doing that. What is that pain point? Unless they're leaving for pay, right? They leave for pay is is something else. 
like normally there's a pain point. So I would coach them. Like I'd rather have someone run to a job than run from a job. Right. So if they're running from that, what do they need to not be running from that? What do they want so they can run to something, right? Like Mm -hmm. build it versus running away from it. I would say that I would coach that individual just to like peel the onion as to what's going on, what's the core issue, because no matter what, if there is an issue as to why they're jumping that company, that issue sometimes will stay with them, right? It's something maybe they're doing yeah, and it's something they need to develop, right? So either you develop a thicker skin because, you know, someone is a direct personality telling you things and you take it personally. So that's an example of you're going to go somewhere else and you're going to bump into someone with another direct personality. Well, that's usually who your bosses are going to be. Correct. Correct. And and that's, that's why it's a person's development. And recently I was listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza and he was talking about how we need to develop our personalities, you know, and not stay in our comfort zone and be the other personalities as well. And that helps our development. I would really figure out with them strategically why they want to go and just ensure that they're for the right reasons and that they have a solid foundation before they jump. And that solid foundation would be for them to feel courageous and brave in order to do that (laughs) and then be confident that they're going to gain you know, a new job soon. Like, how do you transition? So I would help them with that. What would you tell someone that totally just wants to change careers? Have you ever mm. had anyone come to you with that? Just change and do something totally different than what they've done. I haven't, but I've known quite a few people who have done it. Recently, I even told you, I have someone in my mastermind, I'm in an entrepreneurship mastermind, he left to being a pharmacist to be a business coach like that is like almost 180 and he learned how to do it and he knows the steps and he surrounded himself with people who were doing it. And then there was an opportunity to work for a company learning more. Right. So that's the thing. It's like, if you can, Let's say you were in a, you want to pivot like that. And I'm sure he couldn't pivot being the pharmacist, right? Like he couldn't do a business coach and pharmacy at the same time. Um, But he did end up working for a business coach where they took him on and developed him. Oh, okay. Those are all skills, right? Something you can learn. So you would need to, what is that? What, what do you want to do? Where, where do you want to be? And place yourself in that role. I'll give you an example. When I was an operations manager at that corporation, and I needed to, then I became a sales trainer. I really had to pivot. And most of that conversation was all about sales. So they would come up and tell me a a problem. And I would kind of refer them to the manager on duty. And then I would keep talking about sales, 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 sales. So I wanted to be associated with just the sales part and not the operational part. 
And that's how I got to transition. They stopped coming to me because I would just start asking them about their numbers and they ran away. So, <laughs> so, so that was part of it. Surround yourself with where you want to be or people that have the job you want. And I would interview them. I would do what you do on your podcast. I would just find out, you know, what is it like? What do you do? And see if that's a good fit for you. But the most important is like, does it make your heart happy? You know, and that's That's the key point. That's so important. Yeah, Yeah, it really is important. I have a regular job, as you know. And after this one, I'm totally pivoting away from it. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I have a passion for. It's easy for me, but I don't have any passion for it. Right. And you've learned to kind of mix in, right, and do what you're passionate about. It's not like you have it. Some people have it on the shelf. They have like their little dream. And when the ideal situation comes in, I'm going to do it. Or the person who says, I'm going to travel after I retire. (laughs) So they wait. And that's like the worst thing you could do. Never wait. Just just chip away at it. Yeah, even if you have to, because I'm one of them that I want to travel. And that's one of my goals. But Mm -hmm. I'll do little trips here and there just to Mm -hmm. fill the void of not being able (laughs) to take a huge trip. Right. You know, like I would love to go to South America. I would love to go to Europe again, but somewhere different because I already went to the main places in Europe. Right. And I like to go and see the Great Wall of China. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I heard it's very big trips. Those mm-hmm. are big trips. Exactly. Those are big trips. <laughs> yes. So those you want to spend a couple weeks gone. You don't want to mm-hmm. just, you know, by the time you get there to come back. No, I would like to learn the culture. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would like to do. I'm working towards it. Yeah. And, and that's smart to take small trips. I mean, right here where we're at, there's so many different neighborhoods and cultures and you know, to do those little, little day trips to, or weekend trips really yeah. do make your heart happy. So you're in, you're, you're stepping in the right direction. Well, and there's <laughs> so much here to do in California. Yeah, there is, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much to do here. In closing, what would you like, yes. what do you think people would to tell someone, or if you had to coach someone on mm-hmm. what they can do to maybe go to the next step or better their life? Or what do you find is a thing that stops people the most? There's a lot to unpack there. So (laughs) how much time do I have? (laughs) Well, Um, you got time. (laughs) Um, I would say, you know, there's a couple of tips for sure. And one of the things I've learned and I'm still learning it is really how to be yourself. It's how to be yourself that you come across in your, you know, authentic way, not to, not to think into and think in advance of what they want you, what they want to hear. Right. And so that just trips us up. And how, how can we show up being Sonia, being Evelyn with, without fear, without nervousness, without getting sweaty. (laughs) That was one of the things I had to learn. And I think it still exists today. I, I help a lot of my clients really just 
exhale and just be themselves. And one of my good friends says, Evelyn, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. So <laughs> I love that line. So, yeah, right. So that's one that's really, I think, critical because then that's where you could find out what you love to do. And, you know, we all wear our a mask and we're kind of taking off that mask. And it's it's scary sometimes because there's vulnerability involved and people see us and we're trying to hide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's where really you can get in touch with what you love to do. And then the second thing I would recommend is invest, invest in you. Uh, developing yourself costs money. As an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm investing in masterminds and investing with people who are ahead of me because I need to keep learning, right? I have found that I am a very curious person. I want to keep learning. Learning is hard. It's not easy because you're out of your comfort zone. But there's so much more to learn. So I would say absolutely keep learning. And I forgot the last thing you asked me. <laughs> I forgot the tips. last thing I... <laughs> I'm sorry. You well, said tips and... <laughs> you know, when you have like a conversation type interview, it just comes into your head. I did not write yeah. that question I'm down. I'm sorry. I probably should have. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, just, just takeaways... Um, for me, I love really developing people and them and inspiring them in order for them to take those easy first steps in to reach their goal. And if their goal is a dream they've always had, and if they dreamt it, using their imagination to put themselves in the future. And there's just so many things you can do to make that dream a reality you first have to take those first easy steps. And sometimes people just wait. And so that's just going back to what I was saying, like what's the couple really easy steps to move you in the direction of your goal. And so for me, I use, you know, Dr. Paul Sheely, he has paraliminals and he, he talks into, uh, and paraliminals are uh, like a meditation with an intention you know, um, but it gives you like, I think he downloads the positive I am statements. And then you come <laughs> in your subconscious and then you come out like, I'm ready to do this. <laughs> but I love his work. And I listen, you know, and it's finding people that speak to you like he speaks to me, right? Like finding those those people that inspire you that are positive, that you need a dose of that every day in order yeah. to keep going. And so I would find those folks. And if you need, you could always, I have a website, you could always go ahead and get, there's three steps of communication. There's also some disc stuff, personality disc stuff. So if you get on my mailing list, I will email once a month. So I don't really you know, bombard people in their email. <laughs> it's once a month. And, you know, you can reach me then as well, if you need to. But yeah, you know, invest, lean into your goals, whatever that is, and take those first easy steps, because I feel that that's, that's, that's the, that's the hard part. And once right. you, right, once you take those steps, it just things the momentum John Maxwell calls that the big mo, the big mo starts. And then 
you get a nice momentum and things just get easier. So that, that would be my tip. There's a lot of programs out there that you can get your feet wet without, Mm. you know, without a huge cost. Right. And I think that's what people are afraid of. It's like, well, I have to invest so much money, but I don't have the money right now, but you could get your feet wet going through those. And then your curiosity starts building Mm-hmm. And then you start investing because, oh, I got to mm-hmm. go to that next step. But you do mm-hmm. have to get your feet wet and, mm-hmm. and know, and I'll put some links below for people also. I just wanted to add that could be like, we're in a, we're in a time where we have all the content we need and more in Google and YouTube. I mean, everything is out there. Do you remember when People were selling encyclopedias. <laughs> yes, I bought one. <laughs> right, right. So it was encyclopedias or libraries. That was it. That was where the content was at. Now it's at our fingertips. It might be too much, but just, you know, what's good about it is you need someone to help you with that. There's too much information to kind of streamline it. And that's why I recommend a coach to just help you figure out what that is for you. But everything is online. Everything you ever wanted to know is online. Yeah. Because what I'm saying is like, if someone wants to get in touch with you and they go to your website and then they start doing these little steps that you're offering Mm -hmm. and you also Mm -hmm. have stuff on LinkedIn, because I have seen it, all of that is extremely helpful to get someone's feet wet. Yeah. Because when you don't, like you said earlier, you don't know what you don't know. Correct. You know, so That is a great place to start is to go to your website. You have a lot of things available on there. You also have LinkedIn, which you do, Mm -hmm. you know, like nice videos for. I've listened to them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think one of the things that you mentioned, a lot of people have dreams, but they don't take action. Mm. And dreams Mm. don't happen without action. Mm -mm. You know, and the little action could be go to your website. Do those steps, go to your LinkedIn, do those steps, contact you because, I mean, I go to you when I have a question because I'm out of my comfort zone. I don't know. So let me ask someone that does know. That's probably the best place to reach me or see some of my work is LinkedIn because I do have videos there, even about if you're a leader or manager, how to coach people and so easy steps on how to coach. Mm-hmm. But you could DM me there as well. And so that's a good spot. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Is there anything else you would like to say? Because you've already gave us your in contact. You took my last question, which was Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I like because hurting thoughts. I need to put it all together. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, how can they reach you? We all know. What is it? Can you tell us exactly your website address? Sure. My website is bli.life. So that's Bravo Leadership International, abbreviated .life, L-I-F-E. And there you will find, you know, I do DISC training. So it's personality training, just, just leading into, not just, but leading into communication, better communication. And then um, there's coaching on there as well, a little more details on coaching. If you find you would like to explore that, there is a free session you can click on and you and I will sit down and and chat to see if this is a good fit. Coming soon is going to be Leaders Academy, which is the coaching, which is 
teaching people how to mentor and coach for their team's better performance. And so that's, that's going to leaders and to managers who want to improve their game and uh, not finding the resources or getting frustrated at their job because there's no development program that'll help them here. So sometimes that's where the investment comes in. You invest in developing yourself. You take it with you. You put that on your resume and that's where it lives. And so, you know, when I was a new hire trainer, I would tell everyone that lean in. I'm teaching you sales skills. I'm teaching you communication skills, networking skills that are resume builders and do it to improve and put it on your resume. Not so much because you had to pay for it for this job. You yeah. take it with you. You take it with you. So yeah, knowledge keep, is never growing. Lost. Correct. Correct. Knowledge is not lost. Evelyn, yes. thank you Sonia. so much <laughs> for being no, on the show. This has been greatly informative because I think people are a little lost as to yeah. what to do. They know they want to resign, but now to know that if it's a person or just a change in life that you want, there's mm-hmm. coaching and mentoring available. And I don't mm-hmm. know if people really know that there's that. There's some people that yeah. just don't know that's available. And I think mm-hmm. this is very important in our lives. I mean, I learned from yeah. it as well. Thank you. Yeah, Sonia, thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, the journey continues, right? <laughs> right. We're all a work in progress. And I think mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing that people have to accept. They think they have to be at a certain level. But even if you get to that level, you go on to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly, it doesn't end, but because <laughs> there's so much to learn, but it, that's, that's the exciting part. Yeah, that's where that's curiosity kicks in. Correct. Lean in, lean into the discomfort and learn as much as you can. It just, it, you'll be surprised when you use that information. Yeah. And it's, it's so worth it. It is. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Poetic Resurrection Podcast, available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, and many other podcast platforms. Please visit us and subscribe to our newsletter at PoeticResurrection.com for the latest information and updates.